You are listening to the Rock That Creative Job podcast with Jamie Roberts, episode 42. This podcast has a very focused mission to inspire, motivate, and empower you with the tools, insight, and guidance you need to get better jobs, better work, better pay, and build the creative career and life you've always wanted. So click subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast and let's rock. Hey, creatives. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where, despite your best efforts, something just is not working out as you had hoped? Maybe it's a project, maybe it's a job, maybe it's a client, maybe it's a new manager or a team structure. Whatever it is, I want you to know that I've been through all of these over the course of my 20-year career, and I am intimately familiar with that feeling of trying to hang on, but failing miserably to get the outcome that you desperately wanted. This can be such a frustrating and disheartening experience, but the truth is that it happens to all of us at some point in our creative careers. So in this episode, I want to explore what to do when a situation is just not going how you planned and how we can pivot towards a more successful and fulfilling outcome. But before we dig into this fantastic topic, I want to remind you to please subscribe share and rate this podcast in whatever platform you're listening in because it helps it show up in the search. And that means more creatives will get the career support that they need. Also, I want to invite you to become a member of my Rock That Creative Job community on my website, rockthatcreativejob.com. I am launching a course next month that I know a lot of people are going to be very excited about. And if you want information on that directly in your inbox, please sign up for the membership. It's totally free. I will never spam you. I will never blow up your inbox. I will never sell your information. And I just want to basically give you all of the things and tools and support and guidance that you need to be more effective and be happy in your creative career in your life. All right. So let's talk about making it work because when you're trying to make it work and it's not, it is one of the most stressful and frustrating experiences. And as I mentioned a couple minutes ago, I've tried to make it work many times in my career in a range of situations. And some of those turned out okay. And some of them did not. So I'd love to tell you about my biggest epic failure and the shortest position I've ever held in my career, and how I thought this misstep would be the end of my career. Because I tried like hell to make it work for five long months, and it just didn't. So the year's 2016, I had gotten laid off from a position that I had worked at for six years where I was an art director. And I had a feeling that the layoff rounds might be hitting me because there were a few before me. I knew that my time might be coming to an end. So I wanted to be proactive because we had just purchased our first home and I had a lot of bills and responsibilities. So I wanted to make sure I did not have a break in my income. And I started putting my resume out there looking for other positions that sounded interesting. So I was interviewed multiple times for this startup and it was for a creative director position, which I was very excited about. In the interviews, I enjoyed chatting with the marketing director. I enjoyed chatting with a few of the C-suite executives, but something about the role just felt a little weird. It didn't feel like a straightforward creative director position. And the questions they asked me were not really in line with what was showcased on my resume and also in my portfolio. 
I wasn't sure what to make of this. I just thought maybe they were looking for someone with a more enhanced skill set and that I could grow into some of these other areas. And I was excited to take a step forward in my career. So I thought this is a good opportunity. The pay was really great. The location was great. The office was great. Everything seemed like it would be a really fun job. And the industry was really interesting to me. And it was one that I had worked in previously in my career. So I accepted the position. And by the end of the second day, I knew it was a massive mistake. I didn't want to let myself believe that. And so I continued to struggle in this job for the next five months until I finally had to have the conversation with my boss, who was the marketing director, because I was asked to do things I wasn't skilled at and had no experience in. They kept changing the position. The first red flag was that when I started on my first day, they changed my title and introduced me as someone else. And when I corrected them, they looked a little surprised, even though my offer letter had a specific title and a specific salary. I felt a little uncomfortable with that. So I talked to my manager and she said, okay, well, maybe we can just do a hybrid title. And I thought, okay, I could probably roll with that. I'm here after all, so I'm going to see if I can make this work. So it became a completely difficult thing to manage because I didn't know which title I was in which meeting because I didn't know the people. I didn't know how it was structured yet. I had just gotten there. And so I wasn't sure how to introduce myself or what skills to talk about and how to explain my background. That became really difficult on top of just learning about a new organization, about what their goals are, how I can help them, who the team is, who's reporting to me, how the structure works, where the bathroom is, all the things that you need to learn when you start a new job. Then I started to move into areas that were not my expertise. And I started to be pulled into high level executive meetings where I was asked questions that I had no background in, no experience like CRM analytics. I mean, sure, I worked with plenty of people who did all of those things. I worked very closely with them, but I wasn't the person who was leading it. I was the person leading the creative. I was the person pitching to clients, presenting to clients, making sure that all the work was cohesive, all the things that were on my resume. So what I recognized was this organization had a gap in its marketing team. And they thought that because I had worked closely with marketers in my entire career, that that would be a great fit for me to just scoot into that role. So I would be part-time creative director, part-time marketing person. And I didn't know how to do any of those marketing tasks. I knew how to connect with the people who did them. I didn't know how to lead them. And I struggled in this job and felt like an absolute failure, at which point I wanted to talk to my manager about what the expectations for the role were. Could we change my title so it wasn't a hybrid title? Were we able to give me more of the creative work? Because I was recognizing that some of the things that I originally was supposed to be responsible for and that were in the job description were now given to other people like photo shoots or some of the content marketing that was being put out on the website. And I wasn't sure why I wasn't involved in those. And I found out that it was because they wanted me to do all of these marketing tasks. Well, I was a lifelong creative. I went to school for graphic design. I started out as a graphic designer. At no time did I ever take a marketing role on, even though I collaborated very closely with those teams. But we all know creative and marketing are different skill sets. Marketing is very analytical. It's very tactical. And creative is not. And so I had to struggle to make my left brain, right brain work overtime to try and figure out how to be successful in this job when honestly, I probably should have just thrown in the towel. But I had a mortgage and my main concern beyond being able to pay bills was that if I left this job, I would have failed in my career. 
And that would be the end. And I would never be able to get hired again. People would see me as a failure. I wouldn't be valuable. No matter what I did in my past, it would be erased by this epic failure in this position. And that was absolutely incorrect. And when I had my conversation with my manager, she agreed this was not the right role for me. She felt very guilty that she was forced into pushing me into more of a marketing role because they realized they had a gap and didn't want to hire another person. We agreed to part ways and it was very amicable and I received a small severance and I was back out on the market again. But I struggled to tell that story and to figure out how to position myself after that, what I considered failure. It took me a few months to bounce back from this because I felt like it was all my fault. I felt like I hadn't seen things that I should have recognized and that I just went along with what someone else's desires were. And I know a lot of you can relate to this because you might be in jobs where they've changed the structure of your organization and now you're doing work that you don't want to do. Or they've moved you into a different department and you're working for someone who doesn't really see the value of your skills. And maybe they're putting you on new projects that are beneath your skill level. Or they're not recognizing your talent and they're not making time to talk to you about potential opportunities for growth. And you're wondering, what do I do? Should I leave? How do I handle this? Because I don't think I can come in every day and make this work. And I know that feeling. I had that feeling every single day when I went into that office. I remember thinking, how is today going to go and am I going to survive it? And that is never a feeling you should have, especially in a new job. So if you're someone who is really trying to make it work right now, I want to go through eight strategies for you because I want you to be able to pivot yourself and move forward with confidence and ambition and not with your tail between your legs like I did back in 2016 when I thought my career was over. Because what you don't need to do is have a frustrating, stressful experience and then beat yourself up over it. The first one is acknowledging your feelings. I know we hate feeling bad. We all hate it. It's uncomfortable. And in addition to making it harder to create or innovate, it's not a place we want to exist. But when things are not working out, it's totally normal to feel a wide range of emotions, disappointment, anger, frustration, self-doubt. I felt all of those back in 2016. It's also important to acknowledge and accept these feelings because they're a natural part of the process and setbacks and challenges are a part of life and they can be valuable opportunities for growth for us. But unless we actually shine a light on what is wrong, we can't make it right. You can't fix something unless you actually acknowledge that it's broken. The second thing is reflect on what went wrong. You want to take some time to reflect on what might have contributed to the situation that you're in that's not working out right now. Was it a lack of resources? Was it misaligned expectations? Or maybe there was just an unforeseen obstacle. Or maybe it was your lack of trust in yourself to actually pay attention to the red flags. And that is what I found myself discovering when I took the time to understand how that job failed so miserably when my previous one was such a success. So identifying the root cause can help you avoid similar issues in the future. I always tell my clients that if the business does not need what you're good at, it's not going to be a match for you. They're not going to use your skills and talents appropriately. And that doesn't mean you're not talented or amazing at what you do. It just means you have a better use elsewhere. And that's fine because someone out there really needs your skills. And if you're trying to force those down the throat of your current employer, you're going to be wasting all that talent and energy in a space where it's not wanted. 
The third one is reevaluating your goals. This is massive because sometimes what isn't working is a sign that your goals or priorities need a reevaluation. Are your goals still aligned with your values and aspirations or has something changed? Has the business changed? It's perfectly okay to reassess and pivot if your original goals no longer serve you or if you're no longer aligned with the needs of the company you're supporting. Nothing is forever, but you want to think about where you actually want to be instead of just where you happen to be now. And crafting a vision for your future is going to help you walk that path more quickly and more effectively. Number four is seeking support. Do not be afraid to reach out to others for support and feedback. Don't suffer in silence. Creatives know better than anyone that collaborative brainstorming can lead to innovative solutions that you never even saw before. The people who are not in your situation on a day-to-day basis might be able to offer a fresh perspective and advice on how to navigate the challenges that you're facing. They might have been there too, but just be sure that you trust their decision-making skills and respect how they approach their own goals. Because if they don't have the right experience or their life or career is a hot mess, you're probably not going to get great advice from them. Number five is adapt and pivot. Pivoting does not mean giving up. It just means adapting your approach so that it fits with your future goals. It's about being open to alternative strategies and considering new paths to get you where you want to go. The ability to pivot is a very powerful skill and it can lead to unexpected and exciting opportunities. It can also lead to major failures if you're not good at this. And we see this with companies all the time, specifically during the pandemic, where some of them immediately pivoted their business to adapt to this changing world. And some of them just kept rolling along business as usual. And we all know what happened to them. So we need to recognize that as creatives, we do this every day. When we send something for review, we are prepping ourselves to pivot and think differently because we know It's probably not going to come back without a few red pen marks or a few highlighted sections. So as long as we're using those skills that we use on a day-to-day basis to get our jobs done and applying them to our bigger career picture, that's going to help us out of these situations. It's going to help us avoid being stuck and being disheartened and having the wind taken out of our creative sails. Number six is learning from your mistakes. And I've said this on so many different podcasts and so many different topics Honestly, these kinds of setbacks are really incredible life teachers, and we need to stop beating ourselves up and actually embrace them as valuable lessons that can inform your future decision making. Learning from what went wrong is a crucial step in personal growth and success. And honestly, once I realized that I had seen all those red flags in the interview, I knew that I would never again let those kinds of things slide past me. Fool me once, but never twice, right? So just recognize that it's fine to make a mistake. We're all human. We're not all going to see all the things all the time, but it's what you do with that knowledge that actually decides where you go in the future. Number seven is setting new goals. After reflecting, reevaluating, and adapting, it's time to set some new and achievable goals. You want to define a clear path forward and break it into smaller and manageable steps. Because having a new direction and a well-thought-out plan can reignite your motivation and your determination to get there. Where do you actually want to go? What do you really want to do? If you don't outline a new path forward 
no one else is going to do it for you. And unless you know what you want, you can't effectively look for it, which means the opportunities that are out there are going to be totally missed. So make sure you're understanding the direction that you want your life to head before you set out on that journey, because you're going to start recognizing it. It's just like when you hear someone sing the lyrics to a song, and then all of a sudden you hear the song five times that same week. It's the same thing with your career. Once you put it out into the world, it comes back. So making sure that you know exactly where you want to go is going to help you get there faster. And number eight is staying persistent. Pivoting does not guarantee instant success, but that doesn't mean you're not on the right road. We have to remember that persistence is always key. You want to keep pushing forward. You want to stay committed to the goals that you've outlined, and you never want to lose sight of what you're working towards. Because when it's ready for you, you want to be ready for it too. And if you feel like it's not moving fast enough, it's never going to happen, I'm not worth this new experience, I'll never leave this job, that's what's going to happen to you. Our thoughts are our most valuable skill. And we need to train our thoughts to think differently about where we are when we're in these frustrating situations. And I had to do this back in 2016 because I had a mortgage, I had a career I wanted to keep moving forward, and I was on unemployment for a very limited amount of time. I needed to determine where I wanted to go and I needed to put a plan together to get there. But it was still difficult and I needed to remind myself of all of these things throughout that time. So when something in your life isn't working, it's not a sign of failure. It's an opportunity for growth and for transformation. And by acknowledging all your feelings and reflecting on what went wrong and getting that support and learning from your mistakes, you are going to be well on your way to a successful pivot point. And you want to embrace the process. You absolutely have the resilience and the creativity to turn any setback into a stepping stone toward your career dreams. Because it's not about the situation not working. It's about finding a way to make it work for you or to change it so that you're actually doing something that excites you and energizes you and uses your talents in the way that you imagined someone would. It's always the journey and it's about lessons learned. And the determination to get there is really what defines your creative success. And if you are still feeling trapped and you don't know how to get out and you haven't interviewed in years and you don't have a portfolio that's live and you're not sure how to approach your resume, I want you to contact me because I have a lot of tools, resources, and we can work together to get you on that path out of this place that is frustrating you and sucking all that good creative energy that I know you have. We want to push you forward on your career path so that you can create and develop and innovate and use all of those talents and share your gifts with the world. You can reach out to me anytime at rockthatcreativejob.com. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm very active there. You can send me a message. You can also follow my Instagram and I have 20 free videos on YouTube that all relate to getting new positions, resumes, portfolios, interviews, cover letters, all of that. So let me know if you need personalized support. I work with people all over the world who are in these situations. So you are not alone. I've been there too, as you know, and I want to be able to help you. I am available and I'm here for you guys. And thanks for listening. And I'll catch you in the next one. <laughs>